Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Wednesday, 14 December 2022. Our bit today is taken from John chapter 1 verse 12, which says, But as many as received him, to them gave he the power, that's the right, to become the sons or children of God, even to them that believe on his name. Unfortunately, friends, Wednesday didn't open as bright and sunshiny as Tuesday, but it's not totally overcast. The sun is still making a valiant effort to come out and overcome the dark clouds. And that's how we believers in Jesus ought to be, making valiant efforts to shine like Jesus in the darkness of this evil world. Now, that's supposing we want to spend eternity with Jesus and not with the devil in sinful and fiery bondage. It seems, though, that many of us are intent on doing just that because so many of us are shamefully turning away from God, from our Creator and Provider, to live the evil and ungodly life that Satan promotes. Why is that, eh? I really don't know. But I guess it's because we are angry with God since he didn't give us what we wanted when we wanted it. And we haven't seen the goodness and loving kindness that's been so bandied about. But what we have failed to realize is that Almighty God is not our doting grandfather who is just there to cater to our every woman fancy. Instead, he is a just and righteous God who cannot stand sin, and we are supposed to be obedient to his will, not him to ours. We've got the slave and master relationship all backward. In fact, the Lord is not bound to give us anything at all unless we are obedient to his will. Oh yes, he does love us unconditionally, but that doesn't mean he'll spoil us like we've spoilt our children by falsely thinking that we have got to make life easy for them and give them everything they desire. His son Jesus didn't have it easy down here on earth, and most of us parents didn't have, e have it easy growing up either. But that's what built our sense of godliness and responsibility. We had to learn to depend on God. And that's where our generation of parents have fallen down and done a grave injustice to our children, so much so that they don't have a clue about the word responsibility and furthermore think that they are entitled to whatever can catches their fancy and are thus rather sinful and godless. And we have no one to blame but ourselves. The simple fact of the matter is that too few of us are willing to do as Jesus says. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto us. And we know that comes from Matthew 6.33. We want all these things added to us before we seek the Lord's kingdom and his righteousness. But there's no guarantee that we will seek it if he gives us all we ask for first. Anyway, we all know that we have screwed up as parents because our children 
as far removed from God as they can be. But it's not too late for us to try and bring them back into God's loving fold. And remember yesterday, we were talking about the choices available for the next life, either with Jesus in heaven or with Satan in the lake of fire. We finished up with Daniel's prophecy of what would happen at the end times. And I know that some of you think that's all hogwash. Everybody is going to heaven because the Lord is such a loving and merciful God. But friends, please remember what John said of Jesus' first coming. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he the power, the right, to become the sons, that's children of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And that comes from John 1, 11 to 13. Yes, Jesus' people rejected him. That's the Jews. But he gave the power to anyone, Jew or Gentile, to become a child of God by sincerely believing in him. And those who don't believe will die a sad eternal death. That's just how the cookie crumbles. And there's not much any of us can do about it. And if you didn't believe Daniel yesterday, then hopefully you believe Jesus today when he says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, that's judgment, but is passed from death unto life. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. For as the Father had life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself, and had given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. Marvel not at this. For the hour is coming in the which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice and shall come forth. They that have got done good unto the resurrection of life and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation or condemnation. I can of mine own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge and my judgment is just or righteous because I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which hath sent me. And all of that comes from John 5, 24 to 30. Ah, my fellow saints, all the way down to the good book, it's the same story of eternal life and eternal condemnation according to our choices in this life. Jesus doesn't lie, neither does the good book. So please, let's boost our spirits and faith by looking at what it says will happen at the end. John writes in Revelation of seeing the new Jerusalem coming down from heaven, where he says, And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them, and be their God. 
and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Oh, my people, isn't that a wonderful ending? It surely is. But we will only get to enjoy it if we accept Jesus and live the way he desires of us. So please believe, believe that and turn to him right now. And all of that stuff there before came from Revelation 21, 3 to 4. And you could read it for yourself. I guess you should. Because then it might give you some incentive to keep on the right track with Jesus. And for those of us who already believe and are doing our best to live for him, let's go home declaring, all right, we spell declaring right again today. Let's go home declaring our Wednesday whale, letting all and sundry know of our wonderful position in Christ Jesus. As one strong and sincere voice, Wednesday, 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 I'm so glad to be alive on this Wednesday. Wednesday, 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 Thank God the breath of life is still flowing through me on this Wednesday. I'm halfway home. My hands are fixed securely on the plow and I'm not turning back. No, I'm not looking back at the past, not focusing on what has gone before. But my eyes are fixed straight ahead. Yes, friends, straight ahead to a glorious future with Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. And believe me, my fellow saints, if we endure to the very end with Jesus, then that future will be even more glorious than we can ever ask or imagine. So please, please, let's use that as an encouragement and incentive to endure with Jesus for the long haul now. Much love. And the postscript for today says, Living for Satan is extremely foolish, but living for Jesus is the epitome of wisdom, and that's the gospel truth, my people. Why would you live for Satan and end up in the lake of fire when you could live for Jesus and end up in the comfort of heaven with no more pain and suffering and crying and all that heartache we have to endure down here? So please, let's wisen up, no man. Let's get serious. Live for Jesus and turn this stupid, evil world around. And we pray that in his mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.